And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. <laughs> That's right. You try to mix it all up. It doesn't matter because what you're getting is another edition of the Weighing In Podcast. We are ready to talk about some of the fights that are coming up. But first, first thing that we have to do is we have to say it's podcast Dave's birthday. Dave's birthday. <laughs> Dave's Dave's birthday. Happy birthday, so you say, old birthday. son of a bitch. And so I, I want to, you know what, Dave? When I was on LAPD, we used to have a special oh. song for everyone that it was their day. And Josh and I, I think we're going to sing that for you. So here we go. Are you ready? Hooray for Dave. Hooray at last. Hooray for Dave. He's a horse's ass. Him. Him. Fuck him. Sorry, I was trying to get the rhythm of John. My God, you are out there, mister. But happy birthday, Dave. bro. How old are you now? Happy birthday, my brother. 35. 35. That's like 53, dude. 35 is like the it. new 53. Yeah. Feels like yeah, if you're dyslexic. To... You better keep on running, dude. <laughs> hey, man, I'm oh, running every day. Geez. I'm running every Good day. Good for you, man. Are you? you... Yeah. Are you really? Still yeah. running those slow miles, huh? I'm 7.30, bro. 7.30 a mile. 7.30 miles? Really? That's not a 7.30. That's it was 8.30 before. Yes. It was, yeah, uh... it was like 8 something. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's good. No, Surprise how fast you run. The cops are chasing you. <laughs> oh, you can run a lot faster <laughs> than it... 7.30. Did you see it on Facebook, Josh? My birthday? What? what do you, hey, oh. we what? know these things. We oh. have information. We have Bro. people that talk to us. Oh. You can't like hide anything. You <laughs> can't you hide got, you something have to from know. us. Come on. You have to know. I'm, I'm so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely spell my name, but I can remember your fucking birthday, you son of a bitch. There you go. <laughs> no. Um, good stuff, man. So you're 35. Yep. Definitely getting older. I'm glad you're trying to age yourself down by staying healthy and, you know, staying in shape, <laughs> doing all those things. I mean, you have a lot more free time on your hands since you moved to Austin. Free time, right? Man. Seems, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, free time? I mean, like, that's all he does. is free time. No, dude. I get, two, I get two young boys. Are you kidding? <laughs> Lucky if I two get. Young boys? <laughs> like if I get if I get a free sandwich. In fact, you know what? Actually, that does remind me. The one thing I do have is I have some free Indian food at a restaurant that um would give me some bad service. So I forgot about that. What? Oh. Hold, hold, hold it, hold it. You have a, a restaurant that gave you bad service, so now you're gonna go back because it's free. Yeah. The man, the manager offered me it. a free meal just to make it right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. I don't know. Enjoy those that are, those free are like meal. The times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, sure, I'm not sure I'm going back, bro. Oh, I don't so. think if I did go back, I'm I'm not collecting on that free meal. Yeah, I'm not. That's going. all, dude. That's like the, when people yeah. send their food back. Oh, my 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 steak is not cooked enough. I'm. Can you can you have them cook it more? Yeah, they'll cook it with some secret mm. sauce too. No, yeah. I'm not sending my yeah. food back. Someone's <laughs> spitting in it. Uh, Thirty-five. Uh, any plans to travel anywhere? Like go back home see see mom. Uh, well, we were trying to. Oh man! So we were we were trying to plan a trip to Scotland um, before the end of the year, but uh, so I had to put my passport in. So the only place I could get a passport appointment was uh, an hour and a half away near Waco. Um, <clears throat> so I booked the appointment. Uh, it was for Benji and I, and then I drove all the way up there, 
gave her the application forms and she's like, oh, where's the baby? And I was like, oh, he's at daycare. <laughs> I don't know you had to have the baby oh. with you. <laughs> I don't know you had to have the baby with you. I just thought yeah, I didn't like, take the picture. picture. I had the birth certificate. Oh, you picture. brought the I had picture. It all. I had oh. everything. I had an application. And yeah. um, and she was like, no, you got to have the baby here. So I screwed it up and then it pushed yeah. it out about another little bit. So then I just had to figure out again another appointment to go back and probably not going to happen this year so we're thinking probably may at this point but i'm coming to san jose in january so I'll oh, okay okay hopefully if, it's, if it's you're been, still there it, it was raining like cats and dogs today here oh yeah it's been raining here too. <laughs> it's cold it was like it was like 48 degrees it was raining i was like this is fucking freezing who signed up for this shit so, <laughs> so there was actually water falling from the skies and you think it's yeah cats finally and dogs. by the way finally to, yeah. actually enough so they, to get your car wet and so your boy it was so heavy <laughs> yeah i went out there with like i went out there with one of those spray guns that sprays suds and soap on it and i just started washing my car you know because i knew it was i knew it wasn't gonna rain all day i just let the rain rinse it off it's, I'm, I'm saving water saving water buddy i know what i'm doing dude see the ecology you're very conscious of i'm very proud of you john yeah. is that because water's yeah. so expensive now with the inflation <laughs> so ridiculous man not the water it's it's not the water like they're they're having you ration your water here pretty soon they're gonna have us rationing our gas as well it's it's out of control in this state man it's and it's crazy that anyways i won't get into it we have 25 days left of diesel fuel in this country 25 days Jesus. they say well that's not good electric yeah. cars that's not I got, good. I got an electric you car. better have a lot more than electric cars. You better have electric semi trucks, because mm -hmm. if you don't have really... diesel fuel, you ain't getting nothing delivered to your stores. John, I That's thought you were crazy, growing chickens. Right? I am. I got plenty oh. of food, dude. I got no concerns. See, so I got my electric got... car. I'll just drive over at your place, and we'll be good you to go. Bring your electric car. <laughs> bring it. Yeah, yeah see me. It. Then we can we can use the battery to charge your little shed that you live in no i'll just use my my diesel fueled skid steer to drive over the top of that son of a bitch. <laughs> i love it it's so crazy we just all live in different places like you yeah. live you live in tennessee and right outside of nashville and Dave no i don't Austin, live outside is, of nashville but it's okay whatever. you can tell everyone it's that. in the like it's that. in the middle between nashville and knoxville am i right is it pretty much right in the middle yeah, that's only like a 200 and some mile stretch. <laughs> no, whatever. Is Glenn that's, Jacobs your mayor? That's, Glenn Jacobs is the mayor of Knoxville, baby. That's right. Yeah. Kane, baby. Kane. Do you, do you call him the Big Red Machine he, when you're he, about to? You, you, you know what? You call him Mr. Mayor. Oh, I he call actually, him the Big Red Machine. He's still he in mayor? shape, man. Yeah. Is he your mayor? Yeah. Oh, so you're, but you're not. So you're basically your residence considered Knoxville? No. Nah, so you're far I mean, from Knoxville. Josh, why don't you just give him his address? Jeez, yeah, there you go. I'm gonna do a video where fucking when I first when I first go to John's farm, I'm doing a video with a map quest and everything. I'm lining that shit up. Come get your fucking free eggs at Big John's Come house. Come get your chicken. <laughs> shit. All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's get into we some fight it. talk. Do you have? Yeah, yes. Go ahead. UFC fight night. Well, it's not Vegas 64. It's no 64. 64. There you go. That comes right after 63, which was the last one. See. That's yeah, I forgot already. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough <laughs> Just one. so you know, John, last week and this week don't seem to be very memorable. But <laughs> let's get it. Let's get into it. Uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. It's. I mean, it should be a good fight. It, it should, should be a really be. good fight. Yeah, Lemos is 
tough. She's a dog. She's someone that's going to come aggressive with the hands. And I know. I know people are going to say that I said something wrong. You guys, I'm not referring to her in terms of her being ugly. I'm referring to her in terms of her being aggressive. Her toughness. The ways she fights. Her that's toughness, right. you guys. Please. Okay, I want to make sure because I know how the media, <clears throat> some people out there, they like to twist some words, something you say, and they want to just go ahead and run with it, and they want to go on a rant on their shows and talk about all this, oh, I've got ammo, and I've got this, they want to say stupid shit. Well, guess what? Just, I'm just clarifying so there's no misunderstandings because I know how the media likes to twist their shit. All right. You could say, heck yeah, they do. <laughs> That was very good, podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, heck yeah, they do. All right, so Amanda Lemos versus Marina Rodriguez. John, I got. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna lean a little bit towards Marina. She seems a little bit more. I look at the way she fights more composed. She's able to slow the pace down. She understands the distance. She knows, understands the top control. She understands how to get the fight there. Lemos sometimes fights a little bit careless. We'll make we'll make mistakes. She relies a lot of off of her speed and her athleticism, but aggressiveness that also gets her could get her in trouble against someone like Marina Rodriguez. Am I wrong at all? Am, am I am I leaning the right way? Am I? No, I don't think you're wrong. Okay. I think that Marina is, has proven that you know through her fights, she's very very composed as a fighter. She knows where she wants to be. She wants to be on her feet. She wants to be in the stand up. She wants to be the person that is controlling the fight with her pressure. This is a fight that she, I, I honestly think she's going to have a hard time controlling that throughout the fight. Not saying that she won't at times, but Lemos, where Lemos, you know, recently she had the win against uh, Michelle Watterson Gomez, and that was a, it was a really dominant performance. Very, very dominant, and she looked really good. But before that, she had that loss to Jessica Andrade where she got caught in that standing arm triangle, if you remember. You know, and so... There, there's those things where you look everything you know before that she had a ton of wins but marina mm -hmm. is that person who is she's sharp you know and she's so good at what she does and how she does it and she's had you know wins against the same you know they've, they've fought the same people michelle watterson has fought both of them and you know they both have wins against her and i, and I, I say that based upon I, I think Michelle Watterson is, is a really good fighter. She's, she's good in the stand-up. She's got a good ground game. She's very good as far as her anti-wrestling at times. And so it's a, it's a good measurement of the two and how they did against her. The, the one that you look at Marina and the one thing that you look at with her is, can she be taken down? Because the person that beat her is Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza with her wrestling was able to take her down. Now, Carla's the champ now, but with that wrestling ability. Now, Amanda Lemos, she can wrestle at times. She likes to stand up. I don't know if it would be the smartest fight overall for her just to want to go out and be in a stand-up war with Marina Rodriguez. I think Marina has a lot of tools when it comes to that, and she's got the length. I think if Amanda Lemos does bring in some of that wrestling aspect, and she does make marina have to think about the fact that i will work at taking you down i will come in and shoot off of throwing my hands that's something that's going to change what marina can do as far as the way she approaches her stand-up and it could you know even out that you know what they're doing while they are engaged there and if amanda limos gets her to the ground she does have you know, a decent ground attack. It's not that Marina doesn't know what she's doing down there, but I would probably give the uh, the edge on the ground to Lemos. So 
this is a really good fight. Both of them only have a couple, you know, one loss to, uh, I think Marina's got one loss. What, Lemos has got two losses overall, both somewhere around mm -hmm. 16, 14, 15, 16 wins apiece. So it's as good a matchup as you're going to get in the strawweight division without it being the championship fight. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag brings you some of the best betting odds across every platform. It's an online gambling site at MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code WayneIn. You get a, some extra spending cash for your first initial buy-in. On top of that, you only have to bet your winnings one time. Most of these online gambling sites, you have to bet it three, four. I've heard all the way up to 10 times. At MyBookie.ag, when you use our promo code WayneIn, you only have to bet your winnings one time. Then you can pull your winnings out and do whatever you want with it. But that's only available at MyBookie.ag with our promo code WayneIn. Yeah, I'm surprised that... Can you pull up Marina, please? And then I'm surprised that she's not fighting for a title, a title yet. Well, that's the whole thing, you know. Really, you look she's at it. Her... She, she had she had the draw against Cavillo, and then she had the loss to Asparza. Mm -hmm. Other than that, she's been perfect. Yeah, Amanda Hebis, Waterson, um, Dern, Yawn, Tisha Torres, impressive. Yeah, Tisha Torres. I mean, like she's got some she's got some big time wins over some people. Uh, the loss to Carla, who's now the champion, like you were saying. Uh, Dave, can you scroll up, though? What's her reach? And what's uh, Lemos's reach? Reach isn't on here. I'll, um, who's reach? Okay. So oh, I want to know what Rodriguez's reach is and what Lemos's reach is. Okay, I'll get I, them just now. I do agree with John. But look, when someone's longer, that can be used as an advantage, 100%. And, but when someone is faster... A disadvantage. Yes. And I feel like if she doesn't return her combinations back to her face right away... Lemos could be a really good counter striker, or she could get in and get out before she's able to get her hands on her, or land the shots. Uh, Rodriguez land the shots. Lemos, Lemos could get in and out. So Lemos is sixty five. What's Rodriguez? So is Marina as well. She's oh, 65. so they're both sixty five. So the speed of the fighter is going to go to Lemos. She's going to be the faster fighter with the hands. I'm not sure in terms. Obviously, I think I think Marina's probably going to have a little bit more power, but it depends. If you get hit with two punches and the amount of time it takes me to land one, that makes a big difference. Lamos, I think, is going to be able to land the the faster combinations. She can land a one-two before Marina is able to land a one or a straight right or whatever it is. So I'm looking at that could be a big problem for her, John, as the fight goes on. If Lamos can just control her energy. So she doesn't slow down too much where Rodriguez to start to touch her up, start to press her a little bit, maybe to the fence or put her back to the fence and make try to get her to be more like a sitting duck. Okay. If I get you to go this way, now I've got you trapped against the fence. You can't go backwards. You can only move to the left, throw my hook, throw my right hand, throw my straight, whatever it is. So I look at when I'm watching her fight, when I'm watching Lemos fight, is she running so much that she's losing her energy? And is she throw, is she only being a counter striker? Or is she able to move Marina backwards? Marina is very hard to move backwards. Most of the time, yeah. she takes the center of the cage and she makes people fight at her pace. So this is going to be a hard fight for Lemos. And I think a lot of it's going to be for me. I'm going to look at how she's fighting in this first round to see how the rest of the fight's going to go. It's a five round fight. Yeah. Marina's not someone that expends energy in, in bad places. She fights composed. She fights relaxed. She fights, she fights disciplined. Lemos tends to make mistakes, and you know, as the fight goes on, those mistakes add up. Yeah, I gotta look. I got, in my opinion, Lemos is the stronger fighter, stronger person out there. I think mm -hmm. their speed is comparable. I think she's just as fast as Marina. I think Marina is more of Marina is more accurate 
and more mm. of a sniper with her shots. Yep. And that accuracy can, can really affect, you know, Lemos if she can get off on that. And if Lemos is not able to use a good counter, then it's going to really have an effect. But as far as who's got the, the heavier strikes, I got to go with Lemos. I think Lemos has got the heavier hands. Yeah. She may not have as good a front kick or anything like that as Marina does. Marina uses it very well, like almost like a jab at times. But Lemos mm -hmm. is strong, and she and she's got yeah. good speed. I I don't think there's going to be a speed uh, disadvantage or advantage with either one. Okay, okay. I look Just at Lemos as yeah. I look at Lemos as being the faster fighter, but I could also see that slowing down as she gets tired. Before I thought you said Rodriguez more... was the faster fighter. No, no, no. Lemos is the faster fighter. Okay, all right. No, 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 Rod no. Rodriguez is this. Rodriguez, I, I agree with you. No, I'm saying more accurate. Lemos is the faster fighter, but right. she tends to leave herself open. She's not as did it. She's not as disciplined with her. her Do you hands think Rodriguez her... is stronger than Lemos though? I don't know. Man, I, I, don't I think thought so. she was bigger. I may, I thought she would be the bigger fighter because when I look at Rodriguez, she seems like she's. Yeah, maybe it's just because of that. But I always look at her and I see she's seems a lot bigger than everybody else. But then I look at her and I'm like, she fought Michelle, Tisha Torres, she fought Michelle Watterson. They're not extremely the tallest. They're not the tallest no. girls in the weight class, by the way. So maybe that's maybe that's she's why gonna, I'm getting the fact that I felt like she was a lot bigger than Lemos. She's gonna have like a three inch reach. I mean yep. height advantage. You know, I think, five, I think is it three four. inches. Is it five seven and five four? Five seven five four. Okay, wow. Three inch. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, so that's maybe why I was thinking that she was the bigger fighter, but I thought Lemos was faster. I thought Marina okay. is going to be tighter with and more disciplined with her hands going there and back. She'll be more disciplined Throws a lot with her straighter shots. Yep. Yeah. And Lemos will. She will wind up. She will load up. She will throw twos and threes, maybe even fours. But then there's a lot of circling out there and a lot of running when you're being when someone you know like Marina. She just stands her ground. She moves her head slightly, try to make you miss the combination, and then she tries to make you pay, or she tries to come in with offense and make you move and then lead you into where she wants you to go. She's a very disciplined fighter. Yeah, she is. So this should be, I think it's going to be a good main event, but I look for Marina to probably start to run away with it if she can survive the first two rounds of the of the, of the power of Lemos mm -hmm. and the speed. I don't know about the power, but I think that the speed could end up being a problem with the amount of shots she can throw in a short duration in the beginning. I think Lemos will be the faster fighter. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, think I think they're close to the speed. I think Lemos might be a little faster. I think she's stronger. I don't think she's as accurate with her shots because she, as you say, she wings things in looping fashions much more often than Rodriguez, who yeah. she's got you know, she goes straight down the pipe, man. She's very good with just quick, straight shots. Even her kicks are that so I would probably say, yeah, she might have the advantage in this if you're looking at the betting odds-wise, but it's a really close fight between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, next co-main event. Neil Magny against Daniel Rodriguez. You know, this is one of those ones you look at, and, you know, Daniel Rodriguez is coming off of that win. It was, eh, I'm not saying, it was a close fight against Jiang Li. Uh, Jali, I can't even Jing say his damn name. Say it again. Jang Jing Li Liang. Jing Li Liang, yeah. Jing Li, Jing Li, or Li Jing Liang, whichever way they go with it. But okay. Li had a, had a good fight, and a lot of people thought he won against Dan Rodriguez. It was close. Uh, Rodriguez was a little bit bigger than him as far as you know the weight and everything, but you take a look at this fight, and uh, this is not going to be an easy fight for Daniel Rodriguez. 
I look at you know, Neil Magny is he's a difficult person in the stand up. And if this thing gets into a ground battle, look out. Dana Rodriguez is in trouble against Neil Magny on the ground. Mm. Now, can Neil Magny get it there? Yes, he can. He has that ability. His wrestling is a lot better than people give him credit for. Daniel Rodriguez has good wrestling uh, defense, but when you got Neil Magny, just touch, touch, touch. He's got. He's almost got that. You know, Nick Nate Diaz style of just putting a relentless volume attack on you that just breaks things down, and then you make the mistake, and he gets into you, gets you off your feet. His ground game is outstanding, and you know, Daniel Rodriguez, I think, has the power in this. This is not an easy fight for him. I, I really look. I, I always say that you know anybody that fights Neil Magny, you got your. When you go to the office on that day, your hands are full. You you got a real fight because Neil Magny can fight, and he he's sometimes he he doesn't have the best fight. Happens to anybody, yeah. but man, when he's on, look out. Yeah, but I also look at with Daniel though too. Is that every time someone seems to count him out? He seems yeah. to find a way to make it a good fight and, and get the win. I, I look with him as no different, no different than the Diaz brothers, right? Everyone's like, "Oh no, Nate, Nick Diaz is not going to beat Robbie Lawler." Look what he did, you know. Con, you know, Nate Diaz is not going to beat Connor. Look what he did. They find ways. They find ways. And Dan Rodriguez the same way. He finds a way to win. Doesn't make it look pretty, but he finds a way to win. Now, I agree with you on the ground. Neil Magny, I think, to me, is going to be the better fighter on the ground if he can get it there, which I think he can as well. The way he does things, like grabbing the body, body lock, trip, the long legs, he's able to kind of hike it up enough to get them down he's to the also, ground. He's also able uh, to elevate know, just enough to where his opponent can't touch the ground, and he does nice little just yeah. bends it to one one side or the other and hits the ground. Exactly. So, um, But look, in these type of fights, in these type of situations, Dan Rodriguez will throw punches and combinations, and he'll throw heat. Neil Magny is the, obviously the more refined fighter, and I'm going to lean towards Neil Magny, but I'm not going to count Daniel Rodriguez out. I'm no, you can't count him out. out. He's no, he's. I think he's going to make it a better fight than worth leading on to. You know, and and look, can you click on Neil for me there, Dave? With Neil, like you said, John, he tends to fight, and he has lapses, momentary lapses yes, in his fighting career. Yeah. You know, and if you scroll down. Look, there's guys in here that he shouldn't have lost to and guys that he probably shouldn't have beat. You know, um, let's see. Rachmanov is, is, a, is a dynamite fighter. I'm not going to say anything about that yes. fight. You know, he's got a win over Max Griffin, got a win over uh, Jeff, Jeff Neal. Neal. You know, That's a hell of got a, a win. Lost to Ki- got a loss to Kiesa. I look at Kiesa and I'm like, okay, look, Kiesa, I think is an outstanding fighter. Fantastic fighter. He's from the Spokane area. You know, I'm from Very that good area on the there. ground. I went to high school for that way. He's very good on the ground. Stand up needs some work, but he's he's not afraid to throw. Fantastic fighter. But at the time, he's coming off of, you know, at the time, Neil Magny's coming off the win over Robbie Lawler. He's coming off of the win off of Jing Li or Li Jiang Lang. And then he's also got the win over uh, Martin. You know, he lost to Ponzinibbio. That's another fight, but he got clipped, got caught. He like, I don't know, like the, with Ponzinibbio, he should have beat Ponzinibbio. Okay, Kiesa, he could have beat Kiesa. He'd be looking at potentially fighting for a title had he not lost those two fights. Seems like he gets on a roll, loses someone he probably could have beat, shouldn't have. Because you got got you got wins over guys like Robbie Lawler. You know, you got got you got Jeff Neal. You got wins over Max. You know, Max had a good performance last weekend. Uh just good fights, but like he tends to have momentary lapses when he's out there, and this could be one of those nights where he does that against Rodriguez. 
You never know. Dave, do me a favor. Roll that thing up a little bit more for past his fight with Ponzinibbio. Okay. There's one thing you'll notice on there. He doesn't. He doesn't have two losses in a row. No, that's true. That's true. Look at win over Hector Lombard. A win over Kelvin yeah. Gastelum. Win over I Johnny mean, Hendricks. Big, these, yep, Eric Carlos uh, Eric Silva. These are big. These are big wins, man. Hell yeah, big wins. Yeah, you know, and and there's no shame in losing to Damian Maya. Maya was on a terror at the time, you know, just fucking working everyone. Uh, but like I said, I agree. I'm going to lean towards Neil Magny because he is a fantastic fighter. He's he's so well rounded. He poses threats that most fighters don't because of the reach and the range and the way he mixes combinations. He's got pretty good cardio, so he has, can set the pace. Oh, he's got. He does real everything good really well, you know. And he just flusters people. I think with how long he is, like, oh, I can't get in. Oh, I'm getting hit. Ah, oh, it's like punches, combinations coming from different angles. You got to worry about that head kick coming from fucking six feet away. You know what I mean? So as if you're a guy going, okay, I'm going to throw this right hand. Shit, I can't let my hand be out there too long. And so Dan Rodriguez got his hands full, but I think it's going to be a more interesting fight than we're letting on to be. Next. We'll see. Chase Sherman getting another another shot in the UFC. Chase Sherman, they keep on, they bring him back. They let him go. They bring him back. And then they, they always need him for fights, and he always steps up and takes him on. Going against Josh Parisian, who we've seen. Both of these guys like to be in the stand-up. Neither guy really likes to have a ground attack. Parisian a little bit more than Josh than uh, Chase Sherman as far as at least willing to go to the ground at times, but he likes to be in the stand-up along with uh, Chase. Heavyweights, you never know what's going to happen. Either guy, either guy could touch the other's chin and it could yeah. be lights out. So, I wonder what their deal is with Chase. I don't know. But they I'll tell you what, he, they bring him back. He, is, he, he has been a great, you know, uh, I don't want to say employee. It's not He's not an employee, but he's been great for the UFC as far as he fights everyone that they put in. He doesn't, he doesn't complain about anyone. He takes any fight they give him, and he, you know, goes out and he gives it his best. And then what more can you ask? That's true. I mean, if you're a promoter, right, you're looking for those guys that don't give you a lot of lip, don't talk back a lot, and they go out there and you perform the best you can. They fight as hard as they can. That's right. You know, especially in that heavyweight division. There's just not a lot of talent, to be honest. John, you can can vouch for me on this. No, there's not. You get into that top top eight, maybe top six, and then beyond that, there's such a huge gap between the rest. It's like top four, then top five, six. It gets a little shady, and then like it just drops off. There's like no one. (laughs) So when you're, look, that goes across every promotion, you yes. know I mean? And the bigger the promotion, the, the higher, yeah. Big, bigger athletes like, are playing other sports. Let's just be honest. You know? Yeah. Yep. If you have any type of athleticism, you're not, you're definitely not trying to be a fighter. Majority of them are not. <laughs> so, you know, that's why it baffles me, right? Guys like Greg Hardy, that just, you had it, you had it in the, in the NFL. You just blew it with whatever it is you were doing. I mean, it wasn't like he was a bad player. He was a good player. People took. What are you talking? He's all pro. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he's all pro. People were taking yeah. a chance. Coaches and owners were taking chances on him, and he blew it so bad he ended up being a fighter. Like, that's. Like, I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. Oh, you got to be kicking yourself in the ass. But look, uh, Chase is definitely one of those guys. He comes out, he gives it at all, and it should be a fun fight. Uh, I don't know how you say his name. We call him Tiger. I call him Tiger, anyways. At, at AK. Tiger. Ulumbagov. Well, I'm back off. Yeah. Yeah. Young kid. I remember the first He's time good. I had a grapple with him at AK. He's good, 
but he's so nice. I'm like, are you sure you want to be a fighter? Are you sure? Because he is just such a nice kid, super respectful, doesn't speak a lick of English. Maybe he does now, but back, back then when I was training with him, not a lick. He would just look at me not and nod his head. I knew I knew he had no clue what the fuck I was saying. And he would look at Khabib and he would look at Islam. He'd look at somebody to help translate. Help. Can you help? Like <laughs> So But what a great kid. And he's gotten so much better. He's got that Taekwondo style stand up. Yep. Uh he's got great sidekicks. You know, he trains a lot with um Umar and Umagomedov. And he's got that style of stand-up, but now his wrestling and grappling has really come a long way. His grappling was a little weak when he first came over to AK, and it was just from him being young. I believe he was still like 20. 20 how old is he? Can you look him up, Dave? Uh, Ulambekov, yeah. How old is he? He's a baby, I think, when he first came in. About 31 now. Oh, geez. Yeah, he was like, I think he was a baby, like 23, 24. So, man, that's how long it's been since I trained with him. Um, Yeah, I mean, grappling with him, training with him. He's matured a lot, but he is such a such a talent. To, he's such a talent to have. He's he'll fight anybody. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight Nathan Manis. Go ahead, John. What do you Dude, think? He's, he's good. Yeah, you know, and you look at the style wise and where they're strong. Don't say Manis, he's gonna be my boy. Don't do that, John. I didn't say you, he's you saw be how there. you saw how it went against Charles Oliveira, right? Don't make me call him up and say, "Hey, <laughs> don't man. make me call up." Don't make Tiger me be like, call, "Yo." Man. I need you to prove John, John went wrong again. You. Yeah, I'm gonna John went against. I want you to prove John wrong again. Come on, let's go. <laughs> no, All I think right. it's it actually is. It's a really good matchup because they're both good in the standup. Manis mm -hmm. is good in the standup. He's got a lot of good, you know, movement. He's got good kicks. He's his hands are good. He's good on the ground. I think this fight is it's a great matchup in the flyweight division. Both of these guys have a lot to bring to it. So. I, it's a toss-up fight, really. I mean, it's, I, I, I honestly give the edge to Ulumbekov just a little bit. Ooh. I think, it, I think his wrestling has gotten to the point where it's not only his offensive wrestling; it's his defensive wrestling. Because when he first came in, he was able to be taken yeah. down, but he got back to his feet. So, you really, you know, I'm, I can't say anything bad about it. But it's his ability to be offensive now, and he, he will use the takedown. We'll see how, what he does, but on, on even off of his back, Manus is dangerous. So he's got he's got to be yeah. very careful with it. See, you guys, this is what happened. Islam Makachev got John to come over to the dark side. Now oh he's on Ulubekov's side. <laughs> John is finally is coming over to the dark side. Okay. He's finally starting to listen to Thompson. There we go. Jeez, man. See, it only took you till you were sixty. But I'll tell you what, the, the, a fight that is really a good fight is the one Grant Dawson against Marco Madsen. Look, Mark is he's he's become more than just the wrestler. He, he look, he started off pure wrestler, takes people down, and you know people who say what they want, mauls them, dry humps them, whatever. But you can't get away from him. Yeah. But his his standup has gotten much better now. He he's actually being competitive in the standup with Grant Dawson. We've we've seen Grant Grant in his one loss. You know what? He got exhausted. And if there's a person that you you cannot get exhausted against, it is Marco Madsen because he has got a gas tank and he will go. So I like Grant Dawson as far as you know him being good everywhere. His striking is good. His wrestling is good. His his submission game is good. He has got more elements to his game than Marco Madsen, but. What Marco Madsen is good at, he's way better at than what Grant Dawson is in the wrestling uh, realm. And so if Grant Dawson cannot stop 
Madsen from taking him down, it's going to be a long night for him. It's not always about losing the takedown, John, though. It's it's about what you do with it when you get taken down. You fight it so oft, so hard that you leave yourself in a shitty position when you hit the ground. A lot of these a lot of the younger fighters, they should know that look, if you feel like you're already losing this takedown, don't fight it to the point where you end up in mount or you end up in side control. You want to try to make sure you're fighting to a position where when you land, you're able to pull into half guard. You're able to pull into some sort of butterfly sweep. You're able to get an underhook and come underneath and come out the side, you know, with the underhook. You can't afford to some with someone like uh, Omatson. You can't afford to leave yourself out of position or fight the position, the takedown position, so much that you end up with your back against the fence inside control and him just laying into you with knees to the body and elbows to the face and stuck there. And so, as long as I think Dawson does that, I think he's I think he's going to show a lot. In terms of things up the middle, anytime you fight a really good wrestler, everything up the middle, push kick up the middle to the gut, to the face, make them guess, flinch the knee, faint the knee, all of those things are very effective. If you have a good side kick, throw that, that little thigh kick, the, what is it called? The oblique kick, Oblique. that thing, fucking do that thing as much as you possibly can. One thing that wrestlers are afraid of is their knees being blown out. Anytime you start doing that oblique kick, they all start going, fuck, what's going on? What's going on? This is not, this is not, I mean, their whole, you got to think, wrestlers their whole life, their biggest fear was to tear an ACL because the rest of their career was going to be fucked. Not fucked, but it was going to be a lot harder to get things done. Just the stiffness, the tightness, the strength to rebuild, all of that thing, all of those things play a big factor. So if you start doing that oblique kick against a good wrestler, start push, push kicking up the middle to the face, the body, those type of things make a, make a big difference against a wrestler. Keep them guessing, feints, movements. Make sure if you, if you, if he likes to wrestle off that right lead leg or the left lead leg, which way are you circling? That, that benefits a lot too. Is if you're, if your right lead leg, I believe I'm circling to, yeah, I'm circling to my right. So if you're off that right lead leg, yeah, I'm circling to my right. If he's going to wrestle off that right lead leg, I don't want to circle to the left. So all he's got to do is just pivot and go. So just different stuff. I mean, like there's things that he can do to, to try to minimize how often he shoots and make him second guess how he how he uh, sets up his takedowns. Yeah. But good fight though, I think so too, John. It is. It's a, it's a really good. You want a fun fight, Derek Minner, Minor, however you want to say it. I say mm-hmm. it's Minner going against Nerdembeek, Shailan. I can't say his name. It's a horrible name to say, but he is a fun fighter to watch. He's got a lot of experience. Jeez. He has fought a ton. He's got a lot. You know. Somewhere in close to 50 fights now, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy has got a ton of experience, but we've seen that Derek is great hitting the ground. He's got a ton of submissions. He's a very good wrestler. His striking is proficient. This is one of those ones. This is this is a really good fight that can go back and forth, and both guys could submit each other. Both guys could end up really being you know in a, a bad position at times. There's striking is kind of equivalent. The one thing that I've seen a difference in, I've never seen Shalayan get tired where I've seen Derek Minnert get tired. And that could be the difference if Shalayan's able to push him to that point, it starts to take away with what Derek is able to do. Got it, got it. John, is there any other fights on this card you want to talk about? Scroll down there, Dave. I can't see the bottom of the card. Dun, dun. Oh, it says- I think, you know, the one, if you're going to look at one that actually has some meaning to it, Mm-hmm. Pollyanna Viana against Jin Yu Fry. It's a good fight. Jin Yu just, uh, she's, I, I hate to say it, 
she's she's too small for for damn straw weight she needs she's an atom weight fighter and i know that sounds crazy yeah. but she's she's a good fighter she just doesn't seem to have the size and she's strong so i don't want to say she doesn't have the strength but just doesn't have the size sometimes to stay with some of these girls as the fight goes on and paul pollyanna's good fighter is going to push the pressure on her and stuff but it's a good fight and it's one that you look at and you go i skill wise both of them have a lot of skill all right guys that's going to wrap up our ufc fight night 64 that i see correct 64 64 all Very right good. let's see what else do we got here dave do we have any fight news we have any yeah. uh, other fights that are coming up what do you got yeah so we we had a bunch of fights and announced over the last few days here and um, we didn't get them fitted in the last show so uh, we brought them over to the midweek show and so we have confirmation of Figueredo versus Marino 4, and that's going to happen in the UFC Brazil card in January, UFC 283. Mm. I mean, these are the two best guys in the division, so I'm excited to see the fight. I mean, it's two best guys well. in the UFC's division, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just being UFC. honest, dude. Wait, what is there? Is there? This is 125, right? Yeah. Yep. Who, then who else has this division? One there, there's a, there's a guy named DJ out there. I'm not sure who you know. Something you, about you think DJ could beat these guys? Yes. Let's just be honest. I'm, I'm yes. asking. I, I, look, DJ's older now. Yeah, he DJ's is. He's not the same DJ and from he would four years ago. He would beat both of them. You think, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. I, I'm simply. I was asking because you you've been in the cage with DJ. I, yep. He's tiny, so I he would. Is. I wouldn't know. He I wouldn't is. know. Like in terms of. When I start looking at them, they all they all look small. Like, and I'm not a big guy, so it's nice for me to see. I'll finally say that to somebody else. Yeah. Like, yeah, they all look small at 125. But DJ is just so damn good, extremely talented. His fight IQ is probably, I think, the best. Better than I've all ever. of them. Better than all. The only one I would say maybe that had a little bit better would be would be not better but equal to is Henry Cejudo. That's yeah, but Henry's fighting in a different weight class now. That's why. Yeah, yeah, but that was my point. Was yes, it the, absolutely outside of that? It would be yeah. Henry. Henry I makes agree. the Henry's adjustments. Got a very, he's very, very, very smart. Very smart. Yeah. Um, both these fighters are very talented. Very good. They are. I, I'm gonna They're lean fantastic. towards towards DJ as well. Uh, Moreno, I feel like he fell in love after he won the title. He fell in love with everything that came with it. Started reading the paper news clippings, and he just didn't perform the level that he could have in that third fight. I, okay, and I, I look at it, I don't, I don't think that he you know, got caught up with being, oh, I'm the champion. He doesn't have that mentality. But he didn't do anything to, he didn't do anything to improve himself in taking on Figueroa that third time. It was like, oh, I've been there, I beat him last time, I'll beat him the same way. You can't look at things yeah. that way. You've always got to be looking and figuring out what's another way that I can attack him that he's not going to be expecting that can cause him problems. That's what I believe Moreno needs to do in this fight. You have got to bring more than what was brought before when you're facing somebody two, three, now four times. You, yeah. can't, you can't expect the fight to play out the way it played out the last time. That's not going to happen. No, I agree with you. Um Look, I guess let me reword what I said, what I was trying to say, okay? Because I want to make sure the media doesn't get a hold of this. Um, <laughs> Are you Moreno always being misquoted? Me, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. They, no, they just take one word and they, they try to twist it and make a story out of it so they get some clicks. Um, no, really what it comes down to is 
But for me, what I meant by with Moreno is reading the paper clippings. It wasn't so much that. Is that he was never? I never really saw him before he was the champ, being so active um, at, at the UFC events, at appearances. Now I know that comes with being the champ. I get all yeah. that. But what you just said kind of also adds to it as well. Is he didn't spend the time to get better in different ways to attack him. But it's hard to also get better when you're out all the time. You have to be able to say no. No. And and I understand the excitement. I mean, like, I I get I get the cure the UFC champ, man. Get it. Go out there, enjoy it, be part of all that. But there comes there comes moments too where you no, not this weekend. I can't do it. I've got to spend my time resting, getting ready for my improvements, whatever it is. I saw a little bit of that because like you said, in that third fight, I didn't see the improvements. No. It was the I same story. Whereas yeah. Figueredo went and started training with um Cejudo. With Henry, with the Cejudo, they worked up a game, a great game plan. It wasn't the most exciting win, but it was a win. And when you're talking about the 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 pay difference between being the champ and not being the champ, I give two shits whether it was excited or not. If you're gonna wrap <laughs> that fucking belt around my waist and I get that check in the back that says I won, that's all that matters. That really, like I said, winning solves everything at the end of the day. And winning that belt means a lot to a lot of people, and in that it definitely means a lot to your bank account. Absolutely. So. Well, you know, if you look at the first fight, Devinson came out there and thought, "I'm going to run you over," mm-hmm. and in in a lot of ways, attempted to do that. Sometimes was a little successful in you know making those things kind of happen. But Brandon was able to turn it around on him. He got him tired at times, and it turned the fight around. Second time, in my opinion, Figueroa came out saying, "Ah, the first time was kind of a fluke," and he came after him the same way, and Brandon just took you know took it over yeah, took control third time after going and training with Cejudo fought a completely different fight and he walked away with the win and that's that's what you have to do in these situations when you are fighting someone now that you have been in that cage with for multiple rounds you can't just come with the same game plan you can't come with the same style you got to have some things that you've got to put out there that cause him to go oh that's different no, I agree, but Moreno also did some stuff that was inside the cage. That third fight, there was a little not. It was not showboating. It was like not focused on what he was doing and should be doing in the cage. There was a little, as I recall, there was like hands up, a little bit of this, like what was certain things that it didn't land. You know, just kind of. Those type of things, I, I look, I enjoy, if people ever watch me fight, I enjoyed walking out, having fun, smiling, laughing, having a great time. But and, and I, but I, st- I tried to stay focused the best I could on the performance. <clears throat> he seemed like he lost a little bit of that focus in that third fight. And if he gets that back, I think you're going to see another Brandon Moreno that's like the second and the third fight. The second yeah. and the first and the first second, and second. Fight. Yeah. Because he, he was laser focused in on... This is my task. It doesn't matter what you do. I'm going to do this. I felt like he lost a little bit of that in that third fight. That was me. Yeah. Next. All right, Ben. All right. Um, we have another confirmed fight. I think we did touch on this a couple of weeks ago as like a speculated uh, replacement fight. But UFC 282 um, had lost Mitchell. I can't remember who his original opponent was, but he got he did get a replacement, and it's uh, against Tapuria. I was trying to remember who the original opponent was. 
I'll, I'll try and find it right now. I really I don't give a shit, John. This is a fucking great fight. <laughs> I don't give fight. a sh- I don't give a shit who the other guy was. Fucking see you later, buddy. Um, this this was this is a great fight. I'm excited. Um, and I love how Bryce Mitchell called him out, and because Tuporia or whatever has been calling him out and said, mentioning his Mof-Sar. name. Mofsar uh, Evalov. Evalov. Oh, Evalov, which yeah. was a great fight. That was a great fight too. All right, I take it back. I do care, but it was. But <laughs> that's okay. I like this fight as well. This is going to be a great fight, man. Barn burner of a fight, and then you're going to see Mitchell come out and do what Mitchell does: throw out some really shitty stand up, get the fight to the ground, <laughs> and try to dominate the top. Stand up was not that bad in his last fight. It? I yeah, I really got to give him credit, man. I was like, he's improving in his stand up game, which is only going to help him in getting to that ground. I thought, you know. I, I thought the same thing as you. Uh, stand-up is just not that good. And when he starts taking on more of the upper echelon guys, they're going to start to expose that. And he's gotten better. Like, I enjoy Bryce Mitchell. I think he's fun. He's funny throughout you know, everything that he does. He's got a great personality. He doesn't really care about, you know, I don't think he cares so much about the limelight. He likes being mm-hmm. just who he is from Arkansas, being a farmer and everything like that. But he is up against it with Tapuria. Tapuria is the real deal. This is going to be a tough fight because it's not the takedowns are not going to come easy against Tapuria. And if you and recall, on the feet, and, on the you know, feet well, it's just way different. Yeah, and there was a guy named Ryan Hall who did take on Tapuria, and that didn't go well. And Ryan Hall's a pretty goddamn good grappler himself. So he's not. But Ryan doesn't have good wrestling. I've trained with Ryan. His wrestling, no, you're right, not good. You're right. So, it's not. Yeah, I think Bryce, I think Bryce Mitchell's is much better, mm-hmm. but stand up wise, Tapuria definitely has an advantage in this fight. Mm. But yeah, not even by a little bit, by no, a lot, by a lot. But I think that I think Bryce Mitchell understands that it, that he is going to be backed against the wall here in terms of the ability for on this on the feet. He's going to have to move his head offline, close that distance. He's going to have to put pressure on Taporia to where he's going to have to circle out recklessly and carelessly and potentially leave his hands down as he's doing it. So I look for Bryce Mitchell to throw some straight punches to get him to the fence. And as he gets closer, maybe a couple little haymakers that potentially will keep him caged against the fence, lock the hands. And Taporia seems to me like he's a strong fighter. He possesses some big power in his hands. Yep. But I don't know, man, these fucking country bumpkin motherfuckers like Bryce Mitchell. <laughs> hey, they when are you, when strong, you've been throwing, man. When you are throwing around hay bales and pigs and things like that, it ain't easy. Yeah. <laughs> he may not look like he is strong in that picture right there, it's but country holy boy strong. shit, I, I bet she is. Man, I gotta be honest, man. When I grabbed fucking Matt Hughes, I should say he grabbed me. Okay, I was like, <laughs> holy shit. You got you got those leather hands and just that grip, and I was like, man, I'm and I used to goof around trying to like body lock him, and it was it was a no go, yeah. it was a no go, and uh, I I kind of put Bryce Mitchell in that that uh, Matt Hughes category, like he's a guy that just he makes it work. He's a farm boy, you know, and not yeah. just a farm boy, but he's a country boy, and so I, I'm rooting for him, but I'm also like, man, Tapori's got he. He's got all the tools and the weapons to make Bryce Mitchell a highlight reel. Yep. He does, so, but it, I'm excited for the fight. It's one of those fights. There's so many variables that you look and you go, I can see both guys winning. 
And that's what you want to see. That's the kind of fight you want to see. So Yeah. Exactly. Nice matchup. Next. <clears throat> Next. All right. And then also making its way onto the card of UFC two eighty two, Rosas Jr. Um is making his UFC debut after the Dana White's contender series fight. Um and this is um after Bo Nickel falls off. So he was the other uh, Dana White's contender series um kind of um star, whatever you want to call it, like prospect. Um and so Star, damn. Well, prospect is probably the better term. Uh, and so he fell Yeah, you better off. get that right before before like um the media comes after you. you get that right, <laughs> that terminology right. Uh, well, so now he has the potential to become a star at UFC 282, and you can only imagine this kid's going to be on probably the opener for the pay-per-view. Well, if this is the opener for the pay-per-view... That was purely my speculation, John. Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Like, I, I Nothing against Mr. Rojas Jr., but when you are a... I don't know how to say this the right way without, you know, I'm not, I'm not against him at all. And I am a hundred percent looking forward to seeing him, but his age is what? 17, 18, yeah. 17. Okay. That's, that is not a man. Okay. And, and I'm just telling you, there is a fucking difference when you start getting into these things and, and he could be a fantastic rapper. He can be a, you know, all those things. There just comes a point where just the your aging Maturity. and what strength, yeah, just the strength that comes with it and the the density that comes with it, it's just different. And when you are his age fighting against men, you are fighting an uphill battle. You know, you have to be much better than they are for you to get that win. And I'm not saying he's not, but, you know, this is, Yes, everyone gets all excited. Oh, he's a young guy. You know, he went on Dana White's thing, and that's great, and, mm -hmm. and and all that. But sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. be careful what you wish for, because yeah. things come, and and don't don't rush them. Just don't rush them, because they will come in 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 due time. And what's meant to be is meant to be. And if you're meant to be that fighter that's fighting in the UFC, you will get there. But sometimes when you get there and you're that young, you're not prepared compared to the people that you're going to be facing. And so I hope I hope he does really well. I really do. I just being that young, it scares the hell out of me. They have limits for college basketball players or high school basketball players. They didn't used to. That's how you got Kobe Bryant and LeBron. Yep. You know, uh, Kevin and, Garnett. Um, you know, uh, Kevin Garnett is who I was searching for. You've got stars that have come out of high school, you know, and been yeah. stars there. But this young man is probably fresh out of high school. Who knows? Maybe he's still in high school. You know, at 17, I was still in high school. There's reasons why they have those rules, John. Let's just say he gets handed a check for $30,000. I don't know what he's making. Let's just say he wins. He makes $30,000. That's the most money that guy's probably ever seen. Now, yeah. what does he do with that? And then not just not it's not just that if he ends up being the first fight on the on the pre on the pay per view, you put him under the bright so. lights at seventeen. You don't think so? I don't think so. I really don't. Okay, Let, I think there'll be a preliminary a, fight. I think it'll be a, a, you know he might be you know near that you know if if they're really Top. looking towards pushing him, maybe you know he'll be the prelim highlight fight or something like that. I don't think he's gonna be on the main. Got it. 
if he ends up being on the main card, I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah. The bright lights, big time stage, gets a let's say he gets a great win. He's not prepared now for it because there's no way he has dealt and been in those situations yet. That's one, he's not prepared for it. Two is th- there's no going backwards. At no. 17 years old, now you're you've been on the main main card pay-per-view. You're not going to go backwards now. You 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 have to fight guys that are the next now now another little level up. You know, not much, but a little level up. But like you were saying, Dave, what, seventeen what, what, years old, you're not what even is a Mr. man. Rojas's, what's his what's his record? Here I'll get it right now. Rosas. Yeah, I just I look at it, John, and I'm thinking to myself, he gets a win. I hope he six does. And he's six and oh. Oh, he's eighteen now. He's eighteen. Just turned eighteen. It's October eighth was his birthday. So he's eighteen okay. now. He's not seventeen anymore. Let me see who he's fought real quick. Okay. And where? There, thank you. Mexico, 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 Mexico. Yeah. But you take a look. Submission, 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 submission. TKO. Yeah. Okay. Dana White, he had the decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't want, like, you can't go backwards. So once you're on the, if you are the, the opening fight on the prelim, on the main card, you can't go backwards now. You're all, you've been on the pay per views. They can put you still on the prelims, but your competition yeah. is going to go up. You're going to go up a little bit, which it should. But it's at 18 years old. Let's slow play you. Let's let's see. You know. Also, you're going to build if you get that win on that pay per view, on the opening fight. That star power you're going to get off of that. Are you ready at 18 years old to deal with that? That that along along with a check for thirty. Let's let's say thirty. I'm throwing low end thirty. I'm thinking this <laughs> young kid's probably end. got a check for. I'm think I'm thinking he's getting a check for probably twenty and twenty or twenty five and twenty five. He might be making fifty. Not coming off the Dana White. You don't think series. so? Not coming off. You're thinking fifteen. You're thinking fifteen and fifteen or twelve okay. and twelve. But still, that thirty thousand dollars is a lot of damn money. Yeah. For someone who probably didn't have any money growing up. I mean, or even if he did have money. He's never had that, like, that, it was probably either his parents, I don't know the story on him, so could have been his parents' money, but, like, he's probably never had that amount of cash in his hand. He's going to go to the bank, cash, and be like, oh, shit, I can conquer the world. No, no, he can't. <laughs> but it, this is, it's a big step, John. It's a big, big step, step, and I agree with you. At 17, 18, and 18 years old, you're fighting men. There's that old saying, oh, I got my, I got my uh, old man strength. Well, your old man strength doesn't normally come to your 26, you know, if you mature a little sooner, 27, 28, 29, 30, somewhere in there. You start getting that old man strength around 28, 29, 30. That's kind of where your prime hits, too, to be honest. Yeah. So you're in that prime area where you're starting to fill out. You're starting to really – that's where Chase Hooper's kind of like a little bit behind. He's right. not quite there yet. He's got to fill out. Okay. I feel he, the same way about Chase, Chase Hooper as I do with this exact, young man. He's the exact same type of fighter. Okay. Mm. Exact same thing. He's a submission guy. Rosas is a submission yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a problem as far as if, if the fight hits the ground. He he knows where he's at. He knows what he's doing, and he can keep himself from being hurt. But we've seen guys look, look at Mickey Gall. Look at what happened with Mickey Gall when he came into the UFC. And this is what happens. And and I'm and this is no, saying nothing against the UFC. Mickey Gall wanted to be there. His whole thing, you know, I want to fight. I want to fight CM Punk. Right? Let me fight Phil Brooks. Okay. So then once you beat Phil Brooks, now what now who are you gonna fight? And that's the problem. Yeah. 
you know, they can only give you a lower rung opponent for so long. They're, they don't have a whole lot of lower rung opponents. They got to bring someone in for you to try to build you and do these things. And they can only do it for so long. And eventually you're going to have to fight someone that's real that can deal with your talents. And then as you say, where do you go from there? Yes, this is your dream to be where you're at. I understand that. But sometimes it's better to let things mature. And you see guys like Yuri Prochaska, take a look at him. Look at where he's at. He could have gone to the UFC much earlier. They offered him a contract. And he said, no, I, I, I I still need to mature. I still need to get more experience. And he did. And look at where he's at now. That's a guy who's being smart with his career. I'm not saying anything against this kid. I, I, I swear I, I only wish him the best. I just worry that being that young and being at that level, it's not an easy road. No. You know, there was that. I heard a story that the same thing happened with Patty Pimlet, is that the UFC came to him a long time, a while did. back and said, yes, hey. they did. And, and he said, no. He said, no, I need more time. That's right. And so he's he signed back with Cage fighter. Warriors. He's gotten better. Yes. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. that's someone who has his head. He's got his head yeah. on straight. He understands what the what the uh, what the end goal is, because so. once you get to the UFC, they're all tough. Sure, you may get out in, you know an easy an easy win here and there, sure. but they're all tough. They're all tough, That's and it. that really comes down to how the fight presents itself. That that person that you thought was gonna be an easy fight could fucking take you five rounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've had fights like that where I thought the fight was gonna be super easy. Shit, I got in there. I was like, holy shit, KJ Noons. Fuck, I thought I was going to walk right through him. That shit didn't happen. <laughs> it was a horrible Nam fan. I fought Nam fan. I thought that was going to be a fucking super easy fight. That didn't happen. It was just a guy who was always in my face. I'm like, shit. So th the fact is, these young guys, they're not really getting to experience those type of fights at a lower level. And so that's just rounds. That's just time in the cage that you need to develop and understand how to handle those scenarios and those situations. So it makes for interesting content. It makes for I'm interested in him a lot because I hope I wish him the very best, man. At 18 years old, you look at the NBA, you look at the NFL, you look at baseball and all these major league sports. They're not bringing kids in right out of high school anymore. You know, um, there, there's a reason for it is that the, History has shown that not all of them are Kobe Bryant, not all of them are Kevin Durant, not not Kevin Durant, but uh, uh, LeBron Kevin and Garnett. The other one? Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett. They're 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 not they're not all like them. Nope. A lot of them fail, and I hope he doesn't fail. I just I want I hope the UFC puts him in a situation to succeed. Yeah, that's all. I hope. Yeah. Uh, next. All right. Well, getting away from somebody making their debut, let's talk about a legend of the sport, uh, GSP, who, and I'm going to pose a question to you guys like this. Is he just hungry to compete again? Because he's saying that he's out of his UFC contract yep. and that he understands that he's in the entertainment business. And so he's open to boxing and grappling. And I just can't help but think he's going to end up doing one of these big, one of these big boxing bit fights. <sighs> Well, I, I will tell you this. Is it possible? Sure. Anything's possible. But there has to be certain elements involved when you're looking at someone like George St. Pierre. First off, George St. Pierre does not like fighting. He's kind of like Frank Shamrock. Frank Shamrock did not like to fight, but he was good at it. He was good at it. 
And George St. Pierre was good at it, no doubt about it, but he doesn't really like it. So that's one element when you look at it. So he's not coming back because he misses it. He doesn't miss it. I don't think he really cares about the fame part that much. That's really not, George has never been that interested in, you know, how famous he, he he's got enough fame where he's going to be fine for the rest of his yeah. life with whatever he gets. So then it comes down to one thing and that's money. And now anybody can look and say in the end, yeah, for that amount of money, I'll do it. And that's really what I think it's going to come down to right now. George is not in any type of financial problems. He's got a lot of money. He can live the rest of his life very comfortably and not have to work another day or train another day or fight another day in his life. But if they offer him enough money, I think there's always the possibility. But as time goes by, that possibility and that window gets smaller and smaller. I saw a video of him today because I follow him on Instagram. That fool is out there doing hurdlers out there oh, warming yeah. up he's crazy dude overcast and looks freezing out there i'm like what is this guy doing right now you are got to be out of your damn mind and that's why i <laughs> fucking follow him because i love him to death i love watching that guy man like yeah. i see all of his videos he does i see what he's doing like he's taking care of his body like you said financially he's okay Yep. He doesn't have to do anything. He gets to enjoy doing what he wants to do. That means waking up, doing his, I watch, he does his cold plunges in the morning. He uses this like little horseshoe looking thing for his different types of pull-ups and like dips and different types of uh, gymnastic type movements that he does on those things. He's, he's, he's a fun follow, man. He's a really fun follow. And he's very respectful to everyone. everyone. Anytime I've ever met him and been he's around him, man. every time I've been around him, he's yeah. such a classy guy. He's uh he's absolutely just a really really nice guy. He's fun to be around. Do I think he'll fight? Uh I don't want to say too much cuz I'm not media and I don't like to try to break stories. So I want to make sure there it, there 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 is talk. There is talk that that there is talk that he is talking about doing something. That it's and it's a real talk, but like you said, there's like he talked about when he was during the Jake Paul fight. How come you and Anderson never fought in the UFC? Well, there was, what do you say? The equations just weren't, the things didn't align. Well, we all know what that was. Yeah, it's called it was money. the money. The money didn't, <laughs> yeah. The money didn't, the money didn't align. They, I wanted this, Anderson wanted this, and we both and wanted want this. And the that. UFC said, nope. And they didn't want to pay that. That's right. Okay. Now, if you can get, if you can get GSP versus Jake Paul for a lot of money, you know, um, is it possible? It's going to have to be a lot of money. If it is, if you get Jake Paul or if you get GSP versus Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz, I mean, there's a potential for a lot of money, you know, what's the money draw? What's the money grab? That's where you're at right now. He's not in a contract. I could see him doing boxing. He was training boxing a lot, a couple months back, and he was posting a lot of videos about well, it. Even before, even before and, you know, that, he, he was training with Freddie Roach when yeah, he was fighting yeah, even, MMA. I know even before that. Exactly. I understand that. But I, I saw like a stint where he was actually posting a lot more of them. So it looked like he was going to do something in the boxing realm. You know, whatever. When the potato chip thing was around. Remember, I saw him do a lot more of the boxing stuff when the potato chip, the Dorito chip thing was the around. Dorito chip? Um, no, I... I agree, though. He doesn't like to box. I would love to see him fight one more time. I just don't know if I want to see him fight. If it's going to be against like a Nate, 
I would love it. That'd be okay. A Nate or a Nick, I'd do it. I'd love yeah, to see that, it. That, I don't want to see. Age. I don't want to see him. What about what about him and Anderson? Again, I don't have a problem with that. Boxing. They're close to the same age. What's that? Boxing in boxing in boxing. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. boxing. I don't have a you problem. You wouldn't mind seeing that fight? I would not. I wouldn't mind Anderson's, seeing that fight. You know, obviously, I have, when I when I say yeah. same age, obviously, if it's if it's Nate Diaz, GSP is a little bit older. Same with Nick, just a little bit. If it's Anderson, he's younger. But they're all older. It's okay. So would you veto the? Would you veto the Jake Paul? Would you feel yes. like nah? Yeah, it's too old. It's too small. Let's just be honest. When when, when George Saint Pierre. Went to fight Michael Bisping. I can tell you, I was I, I watched him weigh in. You know, just in the you know before the actual weigh-ins, a couple days before, he's wearing jeans. Okay, wearing jeans with a belt, takes his shirt off, takes his shoes off, has socks, jeans, belt, everything on, and he steps on the scale at one eighty-seven, and he had eaten just that because you know, he was trying to eat. He couldn't even hold on to weight. He, I think he weighed 181 as nerves started to go. I mean, he's just not that big of a guy. And so how yeah. big could he be against Jake Paul? How how much could he weigh in at? 185 maybe? You know, 182? No, he won't. You know, that's the whole I say point. 77. So, yeah. You know, it's I like. I think he weighs in at 77 to 80, somewhere in there. And he's Jake shrunk. He's shrunk Jake, quite a bit because he's gotten older. Yeah, and Jake Paul can't weigh in at that. Mm. Jake Paul's going to weigh in yeah. at 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 the least one eighty five. I would love to see Nate Diaz and George St. Pierre in That'd a boxing be good. match. That'd be good. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I see have no it. problem with it. They're both older. What's what's Nate? Nate's not. A, he's not a big. He's not a big seventy pounder. I think he's thirty seven years old. Yeah. No. They they yeah. match up as far as size. I'd love to see that fight. Yeah. yeah. I like to see that fight. And there's a little history there too. Fought my brother, you know. I got to get it back, you know. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I like to see that. <laughs> next, all right. Moving on to this next story. T.J. Dillashaw expects to be out for a year now, um, with nine months basically where he can't train hard, or you know, like can't uh, have like any kind of interactive training with other with other people because of um because of a shoulder injury. Uh, so, at thirty-seven years old, he's looking at another year out, but does expect to fight again. What do you guys think about this? I want to know how bad his shoulder really was because I've had shoulder surgery and I was I had fought Gilbert the first fight. I know I was younger than 37, so that maybe could be a bit pretty big difference. But I had fought Gil. I was back training within just under three months. I fought Gil five months. So within five months, I had fought Gil for the for the first time. The recovery is just and he's he, you could tell the way he trains, the way he looks at 37. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So you got to take that same approach with your recovery when it comes to your shoulder and your knee and all these other things that you have. Your body's going to be banged up. You've got to take care of it. And I also think that this is... God, I don't want to sound... I love TJ Dillashaw. I love, what he, I, love, I love the sport. I love how he fights. I love his style. I think, I think he's a fighter that didn't need to use PEDs. I think he's one of those guys. I don't think he needed it. Maybe it may maybe maybe mentally he felt like he did, but I don't think he did. And I think some of these injuries, whether it's the knee, whether it's the shoulder, these are all things that the residuals from using 
That's Can my be. my take on it. And I've I don't know. I've been around wrestlers and athletes and fighters my whole fucking life. Soccer players, everybody. You know, I mean, I played soccer competitively when I was younger. I play. I wrestled. You know, through college, I fought MMA my whole life. I mean, my life has been sports pretty much, and I know a lot of guys that have used. And normally, they deal with a lot more injuries in terms of as they get older. Maybe they feel like brick shit houses when they're younger, but as they get older, in that thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, things start to really tally up. And the, your ligaments and your muscles and all that stuff just doesn't hold together as well. And I don't know. I don't know if it was. I don't. I don't know his full. I don't know how much, how long or whatever it was he was using PEDs. But the bottom line is, he's thirty-seven. Shoulder, knee. It's it's not looking good. I know he's going to come back. I know he will. He's very. You can tell he's a focused individual, John. Oh yeah, no doubt. In. And he's driven. He's driven. So that's that was my original point was that he never. I don't think he needed it. He's but such he, a driven guy. Here's the here 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 lies your problem. He's 37 years of age. He's had now two fights in the last three years. Yeah. Now he'll not have another fight for another year. So it'll be two fights within a four year period before he has his next one, which will be the third fight within four years. This is it's not good for him because there's there's nothing that's happening as far as he's advancing with the injuries. He's having to fall back and then try to re regain and come back to where he was. And, you know, as, he's going to be 38 years of age before he now is able to come back again. And in the Bantamweight division, you're talking about a bunch of goddamn killers in there. Speed the best division a, in the sport right now. We've yeah, talked speed, about this. Speed is a is a huge element in that division, and as you get older, it doesn't improve your speed. And so, and and TJ does live off of his movement. He lives off of speed. He lives off of being a guy that you know creates a lot of angles. And I just look, and I I, I really have enjoyed TJ as a fighter. I, I like him as a person. Yeah, the whole PED thing was a mistake, but it's not going to be an easy road. And and I don't. I honestly don't think. And just based upon the way things went down with his fight against Aljamain, and, and again, you take you can take nothing from Aljamain. Aljamain went out and did his job. Yep. I don't think the UFC is going to put him back in a title fight. Boy, he's no. going to have to beat no. everybody. And he'll be 40 years of age before that happens. I just don't see it happening anymore. So he's got to really look and say, why am I fighting? Yeah. You know, am I fighting, you know, because I want, you know, the paycheck? Okay. Am I fighting because my ego tells me, hey, I, I've got to stick with it? Okay. But if he's going to fight saying, I want to be the champ again, I just don't see that coming his way. I mean, he's going to have to have like Glover-type performances where he's finishing people. He's able to get them out of there. But how long is that going to take? I, I don't know, John. I, I don't know. And here's the other thing. At 205, there's like I, I feel like the same way with the heavyweight division. There's like a handful of guys you got to beat, and they're all tough, sure, but they're the top three or four, and that's it. Yeah, he's got to he has to worry about in that time frame these oh younger God. guys that are coming up in this and getting better and getting better and getting and better. better. And, then, and then the guys that are there and established right now are just fucking stone cold killers. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you you look at Peter Yan, and you're like, dude, I know he dropped in the rankings, but like you're like, fuck, I don't want to fight that guy. You know, like that guy's a, just a dog. He's going to fucking come after you. 
Uh, Sean O'Malley's, he's a little bit of a problem for TJ. The reach, the range, the speed, all that stuff is a little bit of a problem. You know, uh, Sean showed a lot in his last fight against Peter. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and if you look at how he fights, you take a little bit, John, of what, um, of how Dominic Cruz fights. They're very similar. And now look how Dom is slowing down and look yeah. at how TJ is starting to still look at what happens when you slow down happens. just a little bit. It yep. makes a and huge difference. When you lie, and I've said this for the longest time, guys like Roy Jones Jr., he lied, he relied on his athleticism so much. Yep. But then he got caught. And then he got caught again. Then he got caught again. And that just stacks up. Problems, problems. When you when you're an athlete that relies strictly on your not strictly on your athleticism. These they're very smart fighters. But your athleticism is a lot of what you do in that cage. It's a lot of who you are. Yeah, the, the yep. speed of these younger guys and potential of timing you because they see it coming because of their speed, it poses problems. I don't think he's going to be out in a year. I don't. I can't see him being out a year, not with a shoulder. He had to have had a serious, like, not just labrum tear, he had to have a rotator cuff. I mean, I have, I've had friends that rotator cuffs and labrum tears, everything like that, and they've been able to come back within six, seven months. So if he's if he's real strict with his recovery, I think he'll be back. I think he'll probably get back in the cage by six to eight months, somewhere in there. But that is a long time off. Thirty seven years old. Thirty seven, yeah. thirty eight. Next. Yeah. All right. Uh, next story. Staying in the bantamweight division, but this it's not an injury this time. It's just Aljamain Sterling saying that he doesn't want to fight basically until twenty twenty three. He says <laughs> he says it champs don't really fight more than two times a year um so i'm not totally sure if that's like a real thing um but then he says you know unless he needs to basically catch up on the things he wants to do outside of mma um and so you know uh, he has no he has no like urgent urgent plans to fight he does he wants to take a break he's on the break and he wants to uh, focus on things outside of the cage so um we might not see him you know till the end of the next year what do you guys think about that I think he's right. I'm just when I say I think he's right. I'm look. At, I I would like to see him fight. It's not it, but again, this is where we, you know in the whole T, his whole thing with T.J. Dillashaw and his fight. Look at Aljamain Sterling did his job. He went out there. He trained his ass off. He got in the cage with T.J. It doesn't matter. You know, it wasn't anything as far as he did nothing wrong. He performed the way he was supposed to. You know when when T.J. You know. Couldn't you know get his shoulder back? That's not on on Aljamain. Aljamain's there to whip his ass, and that's what he did. And he's still the champ. He defended his title, and it's nice that you know someone like Henry Cejudo wants to you know compete against him. You know, at, by a certain date, like I think he was talking February of uh, 2023 or something like that. But uh, yeah, this is what you can do when you're the champ, and you can say, "Yeah, I, I I've earned it. I, I want a little time off." Okay. You know, if you want to fight, you can fight. If you want to take a little time off, he's earned that. I don't take it away from him. I think he's right. And this is what you can do when you got the title. Sure, there's guys that want to take you on. And, you know, guys that want to get that belt. And you can sit there and kind of dictate. You know, if you if you hold out too long, obviously the UFC is going to either you know tell you, hey, we we need to have a fight, or they're going to start doing an interim. But I, don't, I can't take anything away from him. He's right. 
Yeah, I don't think you're going to have... If the UFC called him and said, hey, we need you to fight in February, March, April, he'd probably do it. Yeah. Just to be honest, he'd probably he, do it. Dude, he's pushing buttons, and that's yeah. okay. He's in that position to do it. Exactly. I mean, look, the first fight, how he won the title, he got a lot of flack, and we gave him some flack, but guess what? He came back and he beat Peter Yan. And yeah, it was very, it was, to me, I thought he won the fight. And I Good think everyone, people were talking about, oh, he, Peter, no, no, Aljamain Sterling won the fight. Then he had a great performance again. He did what he was supposed to do against uh, TJ. Yep. Look, you can't ask anything more of the guy. The guy's going out there. He's doing his job. He's performing. Yeah. He did a great job. That's, that's what he was supposed to do. He won the fights. Now, if he wants to take time off, especially right now, he spent this last year basically proving a lot of people wrong, including myself. Okay. You know, that I, I didn't think he was going to get past Peter the second fight. And I, I, said, I. I said it. Yeah, I, I, I said, said it. Too. So I got to give him some respect, man. Yeah. Give him a lot. Give him a lot of love. Look, he's a talented fighter. I've always said that. Oh, no doubt about that. He took some digs at me, and I'm okay with it because I get where he's coming from, you know. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Look. I'm not one of those guys. Look, I've had media come at me as of recently. I've had fighters come at me before. The, you guys are not going to always agree with what I have to say. And I'm okay with that. But I'm also going to sit up here and tell you guys when you guys do something wrong. But I'll tell you guys when you guys are fucking, fucking fighting, fighting outstanding. And that's my point. Is it he fought, he did his job against TJ Dillashaw. He made it look easy. TJ popped the shoulder. He had nothing to do with that. Maybe he did. Maybe the way he took him down. Maybe whatever. Yeah. However. Bottom line is, during the holidays, you want to spend that time with your family, enjoying time, and he deserves it. Let him do it. Other fighters, if you guys want to fight, Henry Cejudo and and Sugar, he called him Sugar Sean. She called him Sugar Sean Methhead or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it was like Sugar. Yeah, anyway, I thought it was pretty. It was it was king of cringe, but it was sugar, like, sugar methaphene or something like meth, that. Yeah, it was, yeah, but it was it was pretty it was pretty funny though when you when you read it. Um. You know, but then there's fights to be made. You can have other fights. You don't even have, you don't need to have an interim title. That fight between Sean and, say, Henry, that won't happen anyways, probably till January, February, if it did. And when that fight does happen, now that gives uh, Al Joe some time to get ready for whoever wins that fight. It doesn't, yep. for him to take off until March, not a problem. Let him enjoy his time, man. His family, his his family, I don't know if he has kids. But his, if his girlfriend or wife or whatever and his family, enjoy the holidays, man. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Take some time. Go on a cruise. Do whatever it is. Enjoy your Christmas. Spend your time with your family. Enjoy your New Year's. Go to another country and celebrate New Year's somewhere. You know, enjoy it. Just, in, just enjoy being the champ. That's yeah. that's the best. You work this hard, man. Don't let it all just go it by. It ain't going to be there, there forever. It won't. You know, and like I said, the UFC, if they do call him, he will come. He will come back. I don't think he's going to give him a hard time. I think one thing about Aljo, and I think it's a lot of these fighters, when they get that champ money, they don't want to leave it on hold too long. You're not going to argue with the people that are signing the check. So, yeah. you know, just uh, make sure you're still training in there. Make sure you continue to try to get better. That's all. That's the biggest thing. Make sure you're always trying to improve. Spend your time training a little bit. You know, stay stay fresh. Keep doing you, man. You're doing something right. Got to give you love. You hear that, Aljo? I gave you some love, brother. Give you some love. Okay? <laughs> Stop fucking yelling at me, cursing at me. Jeez. Uh, I'll right. you can still yell at me. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right. Next, Dave. All right. We'll do second to last one because uh, I don't want to end on this one. But um, yeah. Ali Abdelaziz is saying that Rumble's not looking great. Wondering, Josh, if you have any insight here that you can share and, um, you know, just kind of what's going on with him. Do we think we'll see him back in the cage? Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to see him back in the cage. 
Um, I do. Have I don't some think anxiety. we're going to see. We're, yeah. I don't think we're going to see AJ back in the cage, and he yeah. doesn't need to get back in the cage. Yeah. This is not about AJ fighting again. This is about AJ becoming healthy. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, just be I, honest. I, exactly what John said. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to fight again. No. Um, I biggest thing is he's got a big uphill battle. Um, it's when I text and talk with him, he sounds like he's he's doing all right, but it's not. It's not something I want to talk about. So I'm just gonna be honest. Like I'm not the media. I'm not here to pry, and I'm not here to post shit. <laughs> you're not, not here to. You're not here I'm to, not write here to a break story? stories. I'm okay. not here to break stories. You know, um, he's a really close friend of mine, and um, the biggest thing is just making sure he gets healthy and has a long life. That's the biggest thing. I, th- I think the most important thing here is exactly what you know, Ali, who sometimes you know, talk about a guy doesn't like what I say, but he's right. You know what? Pray for AJ. Everyone out there, you know, if you can, hit your knees at night and just give a little bit of a prayer for AJ getting healthy again. Because, you know, when when you're used to being someone like AJ and you're healthy throughout your life, you don't think anything about it until all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's not there. And when it's not there, it's terrifying. And he just is, he's, he's doing everything he can right now to get himself healthy. That's all that anyone should care about. Fighting doesn't have an ounce of fucking worth right now. It doesn't mean anything. The only thing that's important is AJ. God bless you, brother. I'm praying for you. I hope you feel better, and I hope you are healthier soon. Yeah, he's a good dude. Like he's a great I've, guy. One of the nicest really, guys you can meet. Yeah, he's a good dude. So, yep, nothing but prayers, and uh, the best we can do is just you know send him prayers, loves, all that stuff that you guys can on social media. He does. He does go through it. He does flip through it. He doesn't reply, but he does see it. So just make sure you guys, if you guys have opportunity. You guys got his number, man. Send him a text. So, all right. Uh, next. <clears throat> all right. We will wrap up on this one uh, because, you know, we can't end on that. So just to really mess with Josh, I want to see his reaction to Chilson and saying that he doesn't think Islam can take Michael Chandler down in a potential Jesus fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Josh. <clears throat> Chael says that Michael Chandler cannot be taken down by Islam Makachev, and you know the Chael has never ever been beaten. He's never been hurt. He's never, lost never a round. ever lost a round, and he has never been wrong. <laughs> yeah, you had me till the very end. Love you, Chael. I was, I, I was gonna ride Chael all the way to the very end on that situation. Go ahead. What, what do you want me to? Let me hear the video. You have the video. Can you play the video? Uh, I don't let know me, if you let, can play it. I can play it if it's there. I just I don't know exactly where it is in the video. Let me see if it's uh, if somebody clipped this. It's um, all right. Okay. You find go ahead and find it, Dave, because one of the things Jeez. you know, this is what happens. All right. No, this is good. I've, okay, I have a clip. Do you want a clip? All right. Yeah, let's, let's hear, hear the clip. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. All right, let's see. Give me just a second. Go Chael fucking son. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Killing me right now. The answer had better be Volkanovsky. Well, now he's saying Volkanovski, not Chandler. Be Islam, but Volkanovski can do the closest. And the only reason I say it had better, I don't mean that to scold you. I'm saying as a whole, that should be our answer because that's who's going to be next. That's what number one contender is supposed to mean. No. no. Volkanovski's not taking him down either, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I, he didn't say that Chandler was going to take Islam down. He said that Islam would not take Chandler down. To be a guy 
who has clearly shown he can beat the field, he can beat all the rest of the boys, there's just one question left. Can he beat the guy? I think Islam looks close to perfect. His style's a little bit dull. For me, that's a compliment. It is the basics that wins championships. Yeah. If we had somebody and they fought all night with Islam and stopped Islam from getting on top, could we agree that that would be a victory to some degree? Because I don't think that Islam can go take Michael Chandler down. That's my belief. Jesus. I believe that Michael Chandler could stop the takedown. Moreover, if Chandler slips and goes down, I believe that Chandler can get back up at his feet, turn to face him, and start back in neutral. I believe that. I could be wrong, but see, but that's why we tune in. Yeah. Chael P. Sonnen, man. You're my brother. I love you. But gosh, you can't, you couldn't be more wrong. He will take him down at will. Michael Chandler will not get up. He will be a turtle on his back. Now, he may, and I, I, he may be able to get up one time. I don't think so, though. I just, I don't see it. There's no submission threat there whatsoever. None. There's an arm and guillotine. That ain't happening. I'm being, that is not happening because he's going to, he's going to circle Chandler to the fence. Chandler's going to get, Chandler's going to try to throw a big shot. Islam is going to just clinch up with him and Chandler's going to go for a ride. Look, you guys, I'm not, I'm not here to like, Boast about my boy. He's done it all himself now. The, I don't gotta say shit. I'm not here to gotta, boast about my boy. Well, what are you doing? I don't gotta say anything. <laughs> I'm simply saying that Chael, there is no way that Michael Chandler doesn't end up on his back and getting finished. There's no way. So I, I, I and that's the thing, John. Everyone's he's never been tapped. He's never been. He's never been submitted. Chandler? Yeah, I no. remember he tapped the air with Will Brooks. He kind of like was lost in the cage and just kind of yeah, tapped the air. Got, he, we, uh, he got rocked. When you, when you get rocked. Yeah, he didn't know where he was. Yeah. You could count that as a tap. But, not a tap. <laughs> but in gra when this thing hits the ground, there's a good chance that Michael Chandler gets submitted for the first time in his career. That side choke, I'm just being honest, it's a different type of squeeze. And Charles yeah. Oliveira proved that. Like he was, he thought he was, thought he was defending it, but he went from. He went from oh I don't my hand was there to it was eight or nine taps before the ref got in. That's how tight that was. He was tapping fast. Yeah. And Michael Chandler's not going to tap fast, but he may go to sleep. But he it's going to end up being a submission, I believe. He doesn't have to stand with him on the feet. Chandler's explosive on the feet. He's got good power in his hands. Uh, he is getting a little bit older, but this fight will hit the ground. I can't. Remember, I'm trying to think who. I think Wills Brooks took him down. Then somebody else, uh, Benson reversed him a couple times. That for sure. Let's just say Chandler does try to wrestle with, with Islam. If he hits the ground, he will sweep him. He will reverse him and he won't get up. Like it will be that kind of match. And everyone, I know, I know you guys are like, oh, you're just stroking for your boy again. I was right last time. I was right about Khabib and, Ju and Justin when you guys said that Justin could stop, stop his takedowns because he was a good college wrestler. It ain't going to happen, man. These guys are, I kid you not, I've seen top-level wrestlers grab their single leg, and these guys just hold them with one forearm and just let them get tired holding their leg up. And they're laughing, and they're laughing at other wrestlers that are all like NC2A wrestlers, just laughing at them going, this guy's not taking me down. They're just having fun with it. This guy's not taking me down. And it, that's what happened. You know, and uh, it happened multiple times. And so I don't, I don't see Chandler. Chandler's not at the level of Ed Ruth in wrestling. And uh, bloody, I've seen it multiple. 
It's not the level. Not, the, even not the level of fighting either. Chandler's a better Chandler's a better fighter though than Ed Ruth. Than was. Ed Ruth, yes. And that will make a difference. But and that will make a difference even, on the ability he, to get the takedowns. He didn't. But he's he not didn't close, come close to, the level. to doing what Ed Ruth did in his career. No. No. And so that's my point. My point is that I've seen Islam wrestle with Ed. I've seen Khabib wrestle with Ed. I've seen Islam. And like I said, I've seen Islam and Khabib wrestle with jiu-jitsu guys, top, top-level jiu-jitsu guys. And I saw what I saw him do against Charles Oliveira. Habib, a little bit different with the, with the submission stuff. Like, he, doesn't, he didn't attack a whole lot. Habib, if someone controlled you, make you pay for all your mistakes, make you pay for everything. Islam is a different. He is different, and he will work for those submissions. He will try and... He'll put himself in those positions to really tap you, make you make you work your ass off. He'll squeeze your neck until you get tired, and then he'll just let you go a little bit, and he'll squeeze it again until you tap. Like he's he's nasty, man. So no, he's not. To answer your question, Chael, or to to talk about Chael's video, Ch- Chandler's gonna end up on his back a couple times if he is able to get up, and he ain't getting up. I don't think he's getting up. So all right, man, what do you got, John? I, you you think I'm wrong or no? No. I, I absolutely. Am I stroking I, I, my boy? Am I stroking my boy too much? Did no, I do? Did I, did I, did I go I'm being more? honest. In this one, Islam <laughs> would be able to take Michael Chandler down. Yeah. yeah. All right. See, I, I I told you guys, man. I got fucking Big John on the fucking dark side now. He's an Islam <laughs> fan. Finally, he's an Islam fan. Uh, no, Ali, if you're it, listening dude. to this, man, not I've it. got Big John not now on off, the dark side. I, must, okay, I'm the dark side. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> John's well, always good. been a fan. He he's just good, give man. Me a I've said time. it. I've said it for a long time. The, the guy is phenomenal. I, the, here, here's the one difference I do, and this is what I've always said about you know the difference between Habib and Islam. You're right. Islam will go for the submission long before Habib does. And it, it, it was funny because in Habib's last fight, his last fight against Justin Gaethje, it, I saw a difference. And the difference that I saw mm-hmm. is Habib is the guy that his way of beating you is to break you. He wanted to break you. He didn't want to submit you. He wanted you to break. He wanted to prove that he could mentally and physically break you in a fight, and he did it over and over and over in fights against guys, and you could see it. And Islam is not that same guy. He doesn't He doesn't go about fighting in the same fashion as Khabib as far as just dominating the position and making someone pay and doing damage. He does look for the submissions quicker. He does look for, I want to get the hell out of here, which in some ways makes him smart. You know, it's a smarter fighter. Get yourself out of there. You, being in there can only cause possible damage to you, you know, as it goes on longer and longer. But, you know, he is definitely, when it comes to, you, you saw the submissions from Habib against Justin Gaethje, and he, he did a great job. He went after the armbar, had the triangle, you know, and put, put him to sleep. But that was not the normal Habib that we saw time and time and time again. We saw a guy that didn't go after the finish as far as finish by submission early in the fight. He went after breaking people. Mm-hmm. There's the difference. I, there was a lot of emotions in that last fight. And yeah. there was a yeah. lot. There was a lot. I think he wanted to get out of there. I think he, he did. knew that his mom, he knew his mom was waiting for the call. The fight was over. And I think he wanted to get it done. Yeah. Look, let's make this thing as fast as possible. He is. Habib and Islam both because they're so close, but the two of them just coming up and training with them, they are fantastic people. They're great people. And so just understanding where, where, where he came from, his family, and how how he speaks about his father, how he speaks about his mother, and 
I don't know if you've seen that video. There's a video going around. He said he asked his father, asked him, someone asked, I think his father asked him about who's your favorite. He's like, oh, of course, mother, not you. It's like, <laughs> if I have to choose, he said, mother first. Yeah, she's mother a lot first. nicer than you. <laughs> and it was just, it was she so bad. She didn't make you, me wrestle bears. She didn't do yeah, any of that crap was, to me. <laughs> it was just great to see him have a sense of humor about it, but also just, but be so lighthearted. But I talk about my father because he loves his father. I love my father. I love my father. I saw a video too. Somebody was trying to ask him a question and they kept asking him questions about fights and fights and fights. And then somebody asked him a question about his father. He's like, Oh, okay. For now on, no questions unless about my father. Ask me about my father. Ask me. And so it was so great. The video. And, uh, he's like, Oh, you want to ask it? And so some, a female tried to ask something. He's like, he's like, no, no, only about my father. It kind of, he turned it back around to where it, the question was answered about his father and it was great. And so it was a, it was a great video and the video about him and his, his mother and his mother, I mother first, mother first. And I thought it was just fantastic. They're good people, man. They're very yep. good. They're good feet. They're good people. Not only just good people, but they're fantastic athletes and great fighters, great, great fighters. So, all right, go to waningpodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. Their hoodies or I'm, I'm sitting in, I'm not sitting in one of our hoodies, but I'm sitting in a hoodie. <laughs> it's freezing here. It's freezing in this in California right now. And, uh, I don't, I didn't turn the heater on today. So I don't know why, but, uh, yeah. So anyways, pick up hoodies, got sweatshirts, coffee mugs. So you guys can stay warm during the holiday season. So hit those up. Long sleeves got the old logos, new logos. And, uh, hey, go to wayneandpodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. John, take us Absolutely. away. Absolutely. For everyone out there, we hope that you are going to enjoy the fights this weekend. Do yourself a favor. Watch the fights with someone. Bring If you, they haven't ever watched MMA, bring someone else into the sport and then bring them to the podcast. For everyone out there, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you.